0: How you doing? This is Diana Rowan with another episode of Corn Fed Witch. But first, I need to let y'all know that I am doing this podcast on a Friday night in Nebraska on the unceded territory of the Omaha and the Ochetesaka Wing people. It's always a connect with that, with the land, with the land acknowledgement because we are. I am a descendant of immigrants. I need to acknowledge the original owners. So I'm super excited to be back with y'all for another corny podcast with corny jokes. My jokes are so corny. You could say that they're outstanding in their field. Don't everyone applaud at once. I am super excited to present this next book. I think this is this book is the epitome of corn feta witchcraft. It is Kitchen T- Table to Row by Melissa Sinova. And it's fantastic. I actually first reviewed this book when I was editing Panegyria, which is a pagan online magazine, literary magazine, through the ATC, which is the Aquarian Tabernacle Church. I'm affiliated with them and. It was a pleasure to serve in that facet for, uh, I think, about a year or so. I loved it. So, as the book says, pull up a chair, shuffle the cards, and let's talk tarot. I've actually been reading tarot on and off for, well, over a decade now. And I've been reading professionally for a few years. If you've been following Corn Fed Witch, this is not anything new. When I picked this book, I figured this would help me refresh my memory and build up my confidence. At the time when I first read it, I had only been reading professionally for a few years. And the last book I read before this on tarot was was a super complex book on the Golden Dawn's tarot style, which I like as well. But sometimes after reading something so complicated, complicated in a good way, but complicated, you just need something light and refreshing. And I wanted to find a book that was more accessible to the average reader. And to be honest, not everyone has the patience to dissect the tree of life. And I like to review my book so that you, when you read it yourself, you can make your own conclusion. I think that you should, well, you should read everything. Like everything you can get hands on, especially with witchcraft. You should consume all the knowledge. And then you'll be able to make your own conclusion as to what resonates with you and what can bite the dust. So, I will briefly summarize the book. I'll also read the back blurb. And then I'll go into three things I loved about the book. And three things that I think could have been improved upon. Or were lacking in a little bit. So, from the back cover. This is a down-to-earth advice on all things Tarot. Learn to read with your own voice and get all the Get the answers to all of your questions. For years, Melissa Sinova has been sitting down with friends and neighbors who are curious about the tarot. She's heard all the questions and misconceptions that can confuse newcomers and sometimes more experienced readers, too. Kitchen Table Tarot was written as a guide for anyone looking for no-nonsense lessons with a warm, friendly, and knowledgeable teacher. That is exactly my style of tarot. Join Melissa as she shares straightforward guidance on decks, spreads, card meanings, and symbols filled with real-life examples and personal explanations of what it's like to read the cards. This book tells it like it is and provides information you need to read with confidence. And some background on the author, who I follow on social media. She's pretty great. When Melissa Sonova was 14 years old, a kid in her class gave her a deck of tarot cards for unknown reasons. She's been reading ever since. In addition to being a prolific tarot reader, reader, she teaches classes at her kitchen table and at tarot conferences. She lives near St. Louis, Missouri, and can be found at melissasinova.com. St. Louis, Missouri is only about five hours away from Omaha, Nebraska, which is where I currently reside. I actually went to college at Northwest Missouri State University of Maryville, Missouri in the north, northwest part of Missouri. I forgot my geography there for a moment. That's the Missouri education. Anyway, on to the review. So Kitchen Table to Row is billed as a down-to-earth Introductory to road book, it instructs the reader on how to read for other people, as well as going into depth about the cards, meanings both upright and reversed. It gives strategies on how to read for other people, and when not to give a reading. With I, when I got to the when to give a reading and when not to give a reading, I actually put some feelers out on Facebook because I was like. Do you guys really read when people are drunk? Because I've never done that. Well, at that time I had never done that. And I know a lot of people who read on hotlines. And it was hilarious because I get... I get people commenting if I didn't... One person said, if I did not read to drunk people, then I would not have a customer base. I thought that was hilarious. So I am... I am open to reading for drunk people. I've also had drunken readings given. It was pretty fun. Shout out to Seattle Seconds Association's Drunken Divination Nights. Three things I loved. Accessibility number one. This book is written very casually and clearly. It's not pretentious. And you do not need a background in tarot or mysticism to understand it. It literally spreads it out in a format that is broken out into chunks, and it explains the cards. Let me just sample one here. So there's a section on ethics of reading, getting started, and it has the cards, of course, Divided up into sections. They all follow the same format. So it's a pretty easy read. I got through it in a few days. And that's with my busy schedule. If you don't have a busy schedule, possibly one. It gives instructions. Number two. It gives instructions on how to care for the cards in yourself. Self-care is super important if you're going to use your energy to give readings for other people. I... I know this from experience. Part of my training is that I had to give 50 free tarot readings to 50 different people. And these free tarot days that I would do at the local shops here um, Heartside Candles and Curios and Solstice in the Veil, vale, shout out. Um, I love them. They're great. They're my two favorite shops in the area. I would sometimes do upwards of 18 tarot readings. That is a lot. And let me tell you, I had, I took a crash course on grounding and shielding. And it really, it really helped. I kept dark chocolate because that that's really good for bringing you down from your high invocation state of mind to a more manageable area. And then I had selenite so I can cleanse my aura in between. It took a lot of energy and I was wiped out. But I slept so well that night. And number three for the things I loved about this book. Synova goes into detail on how it is perfectly okay to refuse a reading for a client. This is important because tarot readers should not be forced to accommodate abusive clients. It's also like that customer service. Um, we have the right to refuse service. You should not be forced into giving uh, a tarot reading. If you do, that could mean that the reading is not accurate. Or you should never feel unsafe. Just it's all sorts of wrong. Don't do it. You have boundaries, and don't be afraid to assert those boundaries. The most powerful spell is the word "no." And on to three things that I didn't quite care for, or I think that could be improved. Is number one is it's almost easy, too easy to understand. I found myself wanting more information about the cards and more spreads. I think that is just my personal preference because I am a Scorpio Sun, Aquarius Rising, and Virgo Moon. I really like details. I really like in-depth things. Like, I I want to know why. Why, 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 why? I annoy my teachers so much. But it was a nice break from the... More academic texts I'm i I'm used to reading. Like the Golden Dawn textbook about Tarot. Now I wish the Rider waite Smith deck was the example deck used. I feel like it's a more standardized deck than a Llewellyn basic deck. I realize this is out, this is put out by Llewellyn, and they probably had a say in that. But the Rider Waite Smith deck is I would say the essential tarot deck to start learning from. It has all the symbolic symbols on there. Um, You can connect with the cards and easily translate it to other decks. A deck I would not recommend starting off with is the Wild Unknown Tarot. It's very pretty and and shiny, but it's not a beginner's deck. You want to learn the basics of each card and how the energy resonates before you move to decks that don't quite follow the format and number three I would have liked to see more numeral numerological that's a word information presented in the card interpretations rather than just what's pictured on the card or the card placement I I really like numerology. Um, my teacher calls it math of magics, but there's really not that much math involved in it. I'll go into numerology in a different episode. I think it deserves its own episode. But basically, each number has a magical meaning, and it can really add depth to your tarot reading. and in conclusion kitchen table tarot is a much more accessible book than the tarot book i read right before it it's written in a casual way like you were chatting with a friend at the ki- at the literal kitchen table you don't need a background in tarot to understand it um Sainova is a very accomplished tarot reader who has been reading for over 30 years and this is obviously reflected in her anecdotes and tarot card interpretation. she knows her shit it was a quick read, and if you get the chance, I really suggest you pick this up and read it for yourself. I would recommend this book to any beginner. In fact, if I were teaching, I would, this would be one on the required readings that I would have my students do. But I have no students, not yet. I will eventually. <laughs> Anyway, check that out. That is Kitchen Table Tarot by Melissa Sainova. It is super good. I'm just skimming through it. Oh, I love it. It's so pretty. I'm going to set it right here by my microphone. In keeping with my my newfound format, I am going to also give you a little spell to take with you and to put in your little book of shadows or your pocket. So since we're in Leo and Leo is known, its a, I almost said it, it's known for being a sun sign. It is, it's a, it's a zodiac sign. It's a fire sign. So it's known for its heat. And it it's energy. It's projective energy. It's Like, in your face, look at me, energy. So I thought I would teach you a sun spell. This was taught by my teacher. Um, her name's Brenda Grace, by the way. She's amazing. Um, I would have referred to her probably a lot. Any, anyway, um, she taught me in this Wicca, I think, 101 class. It was, my, it was a freshman class. So you get a piece of paper and you draw a circle. Like literally, a circle. It's going to look like a sun. And in the center of that circle, you write your name. And then, just like you did in kindergarten, you're going to draw rays out. It can be however many rays you'd like. And if you really feel sunny you can make it yellow and make it all happy it's great it's a great attraction spell so after you write your name in it on each of the rays write a goal that you want to accomplish or something that you would like to increase in your life or something you wish to attract you go around the sun Fill in all the rays. And then. Once you're finished. You want to take the paper. And fold it. Towards you. That's because you are wanting the magic. Or the the things that you wrote. To come towards you. And enter your life. And so. You keep folding it towards you. Until you cannot fold it anymore. And then. You're going to hide it in a safe spot so that you can forget about it. And then the the magic will work and it'll attract those things to you. Now, I do suggest if you put a new job on there to actually fill out applications, you're not going to get a job just by sitting on the couch. You have to put in the work. Um, But... Put that little piece of paper in something safe, like a manifestation box or your altar. I hid mine, I think, behind the the bookshelf, if I remember correctly. I can never remember where I put things. I have a feeling that when we move out of this house, I'm going to find a lot of jars that I forgot about. And a lot of this random witchy shit. Not a bad thing. I'm just forgetful. I'm corn-fed forgetful. (laughs) So that is your spell that you can tuck away, put in your toolbox, in your jeans, cargo shorts, what have you. So the next segment I have is environmental tips because Going green is very important, especially right now with the planet the way it is. Climate change is real. I'm sorry if you're one of those climate change deniers. If you are, why are you listening to this podcast? You're probably not my demographic. But thank you for the support. So, today's tip. I forget where I got this from. I think I had the source do 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 the magic of smartphones. smartphones smartphones ah there it is it's from good-earth.com and it and this is what they have to say about this tip it's shopping local why shopping local is so important Rather than supporting faceless corporations, buying local gives the control back to the consumer. And it is in turn better for the environment, better for the economy, and better for the consumer in the end. And as we learn more about climate change, the idea of shopping local becomes synonymous with sustainability. When you buy from chains, the food is often transported across the country, which can create a great deal of air pollution. Local Local farms tend to avoid the pesticides that many national businesses rely on because of the scale of their distribution, which means less damage to the earth and to our bodies. And it's better for the economy. In addition to being better for the environment, buying local stimulates the local economy. When you buy from a chain, that wealth is distributed elsewhere. But buying local... You are supporting the local community and making sure that money can go back straight into your community. Buying local creates jobs where people like you need them. By buying local, you can decrease poverty levels and unemployment in your city, which is a big deal for Omaha. And that can lead to growth in in other areas. It's also better for the consumer. Local goods are often of a better quality than mass-produced goods. Especially when it comes to food, locally sourced, I'm sorry, locally sourced food does not have to travel, which means that it does not require the same amount of preservatives and it's much less likely to be damaged during transport. And less preservatives I think is better. I don't really like processed food that much. It doesn't react well with my body. Because of their roots in their community, local businesses are better able to serve the unique needs of that community. When you shop locally, you aren't just another profit margin. So that was from goodearth.com good I always like to cite my sources because plagiarism is bad. And especially after this week when I learned that Matt Oren, who I reviewed last time, had like a substantial amount of his information plagiarized straight from Psychic Witch, and so did Tara Love McGuire and Chris Oropello. Their book Besom, Storm and Bes- Besom, Sword and Sting*. I'm not saying that right. It was also plagiarized. Cite your sources, or else they'll be unsightly. <laughs> but really, buying local is great. I am. Um, I just checked out this honey business called um, All About the Bees. And it they have the best raw honey. Trust me. And so I also wanted to include tips on inclusivity. Um, it was a segment I was going to have regularly. But I really think that, I mean, I live inclusive. It's my process I process and I'll just give tips as as I come up but really the main thing that you can do is to read everything diversify your your reading list there are many other traditions of witchcraft out there other than Wicca and they're all valid unless they're Nazis or hurting people are committing human rights violations and when I say hurt people, I mean non-consensual hurt people. BDSM is a thing. Consent is important. So, I also thought that I would do a little tarot reading for y'all. I've been doing daily card pulls on my Facebook. Which you guys should check out. It's Corn Fed Witch on Facebook. I'm also going to be doing... Husker, corn-fed corn Huskers every week after a Husker game. I am going to be doing a tarot reading for one hour only and it'll be on like the Sunday following hour or the Wednesday, something like that, where you can get a one-card tarot reading for however many points the defense scores on the Huskers. It's going to be fun. GBR. Go Big Red. Corn-fed, born and bred, go big red till I'm dead, ha ha. So I drew the three of cups reversed. Everyone jokes that all my cards are always reversed, but I can't help it. I don't know why. I shuffle them, and they're not always reversed, for the record. Um, so three of cups reversed. Cups are associated with emotions. Three is associated with Creativity. And I like to call this the threesome cup, or the throuple cup. I kind of blew my teacher's mind with that one. Um, It's reversed, so... There's going to be some solitary work to be done. uh, Maybe not as much happiness. Which, you know, that's fine. That happens in life. But usually the three of cups has energy of coming together and... Partying, all your emotions are happy. In reverse, it's not necessarily the opposite, but, you know, it's kind of tempered, kind of blocked. So that is this week's episode card. It's the Three of Cups. I want to thank y'all for joining me on this Friday night. Well, it's Friday night when I'm recording. It may not be Friday when you're listening. Ha, ha, ha. Remember to check out my Patreon, which is Cornfed Witch, where I can give you personalized tarot readings every month. Um, check out my Facebook page, which is also Cornfed Witch. I'm also on Se- Seattle Psychic Associations page, surprisingly under Cornfed Witch. Um, I am also producing the Llamas Monologues for the ATC um, tomorrow. Well, it'll be tomorrow night. So if you're on Microsoft Teams, you can go ahead and check that out. Um, i probably post a link at some point. Maybe, if I remember. Anyway, thank you for joining tonight. I hope you have a wonderful weekend and you can beat the heat. And enjoy everything that life gives you that you can grow everything and be all corn fed. Like the corn fed witch. My name is Diana. Have a wonderful evening and stay safe.